Good morning all and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. <coughs> this is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. <clears throat> and we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for a new day. And we thank you that you look not on our limitations, you look not on our weaknesses, on our vulnerabilities. You look not on the areas of our failure. But you look only with your eyes of love towards us and are ever willing to renew every opportunity that you make available to us. So you renew your grace for us, your mercy for us every morning. You are ever willing to provide every resource that is needed. And you have given us the best and the biggest, your very own spirit. So that by his assistance, we might rise up to walk the walk with you in accordance with your word. Alignment with your will and in the path that your light illuminates for us. The wisdom and the understanding that you pour into our hearts, the principles that you give us of your kingdom, your ways. And we thank you, Lord, that you pour your peace and your joy into our hearts every time we come to you. Every time we commune with you in our spirit. Every time we are joined to be one with you in spirit. And we share that same peace and joy, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those that do not want to know you, that have turned away from you. We share it also with all those that we are lifting up at our altar of prayer and those that have no one to pray for them. As we offer our faith to stand in that gap, Lord, we call on your name. The name of our maker, the name of our creator, our father, the great I am. The one who is our goodness, our fortress, our high tower, our deliverer, our shield, our strength. The one in whom we trust. The same God who is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. The one who destroyed our enemy, tall as she does. And strong as an oak, and yet you destroyed their fruit from above and their root from beneath. And it is you who said, vengeance is mine. We depend on you, Lord. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus. The one who came to take away our sin. The one who became a lamb and a serpent for us. Our rock, our refuge, our foundation. The author and the finisher of our faith and our destiny. He is our wonderful counsellor, a prince of peace, the everlasting father and a mighty God, the word himself given to us as our daily bread, that we might be enriched in all our utterance and knowledge. Just as your word in 1 Corinthians 1.5 says, and it is he in whom are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. It is he who will judge the quick and the dead. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of truth, the spirit of power given to us that we might walk in that power. Just as your word in Acts 1.8 says, he is the spirit of victory blowing like a mighty wind over us. He is the spirit of light who gives revelation and wisdom, who opens up our understanding. He is the spirit of truth. When he comes, 
we shall have freedom and liberty because he is the spirit of liberty. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. You have blessed us with angels and destiny helpers to support us in every way. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with your principles, your prophecies and your promises in your word. That when we meditate on them, understand them and then apply them in our lives. Then we are given those systems of advantage by which we can walk a step ahead of the enemy. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with every physical provision that we need for our sustenance and with every spiritual gift that we need in order to exercise dominion over the enemy and walk in abundance. We thank you, Jesus, that by your finished works, you made all of this possible and you lead us in your way that we might be drawn to the Father to fulfill our relationship with Him and to fulfill the mandate that He has given us for this life. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make, as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will for each of these lives, Lord. I call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. And we also herald the power in our spoken word. As we proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth this day. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. None of my words shall be delayed, as Ezekiel 12.28 says. But whatever word I speak, it will be fulfilled in completion, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue and the discernment to choose life every time we speak. Thank you, Jesus. Today, I'd like to start a short two-part series reflecting on Jesus being called the son of David in the Bible. So we'll dive a little more into the mystery of the son of David and look at what we should then know and remember. And what does that mean for us in our prayer life? Let's look at what the Bible reveals to us about this. And did you know that in being a son of David, Jesus' story resembled David's story a lot? Let's take a look. And this is essentially about the victories, not necessarily and one in particular. Not necessarily uh, the other personal life of David. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, God made a covenant with David saying, his descendant would reign on the throne over the people. That is, a Davidic king would secure the promises of the land the descendants of Abraham 
and God's blessings, all of them. While many would have thought that that descendant would be Solomon, that descendant, prophetically speaking, was not Solomon, it was Jesus. Isaiah chapter 11 speaks of the prophecy that connects Jesus to David. You can read that whole chapter. And it talks of the root of Jesse standing as a banner for the people. I remember in Moses' times, Moses said, the Lord is my banner. That's where the name Jehovah Nissi came from. And now you're going back to Isaiah chapter 11. It says that root which is alive from it will shoot up a shoot. And that shoot, you see verse 10, it says that shoot will bear fruit. In short, David rules as king over God's people. And his son, Jesus, now prophetically speaking, establishes the kingdom forever. But now let's look at the battle of David with Goliath. Do you think there are similarities there? Do you see a connection with Jesus? Let's look at it closely. The scene that was set was the Israelite army was afraid because of Goliath, the giant, standing up in the battlefield and challenging them to send their champion, he being the champion of the Philistines. He said, if our champion defeats your champion, then we will take over your kingdom. Now, if you're talking of spiritual warfare, I hope you understand what that means. If Satan defeats the one on whom you are banking, because the average Christian is scared. But if Satan defeats your champion, Jesus, then he can take over your kingdom. And many people are living, suffering under the oppression of the kingdom of darkness. Most people around on the earth actually. But the main reason there is they're ignorant of their champion. They do not know that that champion exists and can do something for them. Or they do not believe that he can do something for them. So going back to the battlefield there, Israelites versus the Philistines. While the soldiers were afraid, David stepped in. He casually had strolled in there bringing food, but now he stepped in. He pronounced death to Goliath and he defeated him. Suddenly, the Bible records, suddenly the army was invigorated now. And they were empowered to attack. And they chased the Philistines and destroyed them. Now Jesus does the same for us believers. Before we connected with him, we thought Satan was powerful. I've actually heard people say, is Satan more powerful than God? And these are Christians. But they're talking from their point of experience. With the oppression they're seeing, the suffering they're seeing, and there is no respite insight for them. And for people around them, they think Satan is more powerful than God. Many live under that notion. Oblivious or ignorant of what their champion can do for them. The kingdom of darkness could do anything and they feel powerless to change the outcomes. I'm sure we've had this notion in the past as well. When we've suffered and struggled with our challenges before we met God, even though we were Christians. 
Are you seeing what that average Christianity is? What the average church goer is going through? What they're probably thinking? This is why revivals are important. This is why having that kind of sign and wonder in their life where they encounter Jesus through some preacher or through these revival sessions, retreats that are held is very important. Only then are you introduced to your champion. But just like Jesus, like David now, when Jesus steps into the circumstance, then he pronounced death on the Goliath in your life. He pronounced death to sin so that Satan can no longer use it against the person. And no matter that, even if it looked like a mountain before, which it does actually, when people feel powerless and helpless to change their circumstances, that is the Goliath standing in front of them. Challenging them and said, can you get out of this one? But like David, you shall pronounce death to it too, Jesus said. And then you release your words as a stone from the sling to take down your Goliath. Remember in Matthew chapter 11, he said, you shall say to this mountain, I hope you're able to join that, to make that connection there. David said to his mountain and then killed. He released the stone and killed. You shall say to this mountain, pronounce death. Release your word and make your kill. Now Jesus took the first step and he showed us when he defeated sin and death on the cross. He defeated the champion of the kingdom of darkness. Remember the Bible records he descended into hell and he took the keys to the kingdom from Satan. So now when he has defeated the champion of the kingdom of darkness, it is only after his finished works and the revelation of that finished work that we then like the Israelites, is like the Israelite army, can feel empowered. Now there is suddenly a new boldness where we are able to stand up in battle and say it is written, where we are able to fight. All those who were afraid but now understand the finished works of their champion, their Jesus defeating the Goliath, the, the champion of the kingdom of darkness. We are able to step up and attack the kingdom of darkness. Fearlessly. We shall continue on this in our second part tomorrow where we look at the other parts of it now. It's not just the battle of David and Goliath, there is more. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that as we reflect on this topic, Lord, and as we draw that parallel, that connection between Jesus and David. And what it means for us, being his people, the people of his kingdom. Let our eyes and our hearts be open to that truth, Lord. So that when we understand what that finished works really means for us in our personal battles, in all our spiritual warfare as well. Then we shall charge like that Israelite army that was initially afraid, but has now suddenly been emboldened. I ask for that edification in the spirits of every member of this house today, Father. That we put on our armor 
that we put on that boldness that we receive from Jesus' works and that we give that charge. So no matter we wrestle against principalities, powers and rulers of this darkness, just as Ephesians 6.12 says, we stand strong, we stand firm. Just like Moses said in Exodus 14, having done all that we need to do, we stand still in your presence and we exercise our faith, releasing the stones from our sling. I ask for that edification in our spirit this day, Lord. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs. Those of our families and our friends, we pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease, that our hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedures this day. We release, I speak release of the healing from the Spirit into their lives, Lord. It is by the stripes and wounds of Jesus, His finished works, that when we repent, there is healing released on our land. And there is restoration. I claim that restoration on that finished works, standing on the finished works of Jesus. For each of these that we now pray, Lord, we come in agreement with every prayer that is made this morning for anyone that is suffering under the spirit of infirmity. We declare a release from that spirit of infirmity. Let that spirit be bound and cast out of these lives right now in the name of Jesus. We pray for all families that are embattled, facing division and separation of any kind. That every yoke of discord, of scattering, of delay, of stagnation in relationships, that every such yoke, every such altar be toned down. Let every idol that sits on that altar be arrested by the power of the Holy Ghost and be thrown into the abyss. Let there be a fresh release of your love into that home, Lord. For what you have joined together, let no man separate. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives. Especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance and poverty. That each one shall come face to face with their champion. The one that has won the battle for them. The one that has destroyed already the Goliath in their life that they might now give the charge that every yoke of addiction over the lives of those that we now pray for be broken in the name of Jesus. Father, let there be a release and a quickening in their hearts that they are not just released from that bondage but they are drawn towards you and they give their life to you. That they gain an entry into your kingdom through salvation. This is our prayer this morning, Lord. That one soul that must be saved today. We rally our faith behind that soul. We pray for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends, especially those not yet saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this our prayer of agreement with each other in the Spirit, we believe that we have received, Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over.
that is now make our prayer thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you father thank you father thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit kienda pakahia sara kienda kada pakahia sara kanamianda kanabakahia sara kanabakahia Onsada payanda karapiada karapaka yahasada kiyada karapapia. Shara karibianda karabaka yahasada piya. Shala yahasada kiyanda karapapia. Onda paka yahasada karapianda karapapia. Sanda karabaka yahasanda karapapia. Yanda Sandakarapapia, <laughs> Sanda Karapapia, Sada 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 Karapapia, Sharakarapakahia, Shandakanamayanda <laughs> 
The words that were put on my heart this morning from the Lord, my people, be awake, be alert. Use your weapon, the sword of the spirit. It is your strength and your shield. And the scripture I've been given is from 1 Peter 5, verses 8 and 9. Be sober, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experience of suffering 
is required of your brotherhood throughout the world. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture shared in the chat. This is from Colossians chapter 2, verses 14 and 15, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, Having cancelled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them, by the cross. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Just a reminder about our Friday Bible study session. This will be the third part in our series, our fourth four-part series, ending next week, on the divine trifecta, heaven, earth, and man. And in this third part, we shall learn, in the first two parts, we've learned about man, the earth. Now, this time, it's about the kingdom of heaven. We shall reflect a little on it through the lens of the Bible. So we'll share a message on all our channels. Please share it across with friends and family. Invite them to come and join us. And if you are being blessed by all of these sessions, including our morning encounters, the Divine Mercy and Rosary sessions, and uh, Brother Savio's reflections, please share those as well. You can also share a link to the Telegram group so that people can join us and post their prayer requests there. And that the mercy and the grace, the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone.